This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome back to another Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Once again, hosting here at the Dream On Studio as one of our partners for this event. Also, Tippy River Adventures, proud to be a partner with the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Uh, we're getting closer, Jody, closer and closer to that first float down the river with Tippy that's River. That's right. That's so, right. Mm-hmm. With me, as always, Jody Claypool, my uh, partner in crime, co-host of the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. And remember, we're embarking in series work now on these podcasts. And uh, today we're talking with a couple of folks from OrthoWorks, part of our Investing in Talent series here on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. And so we kind of want to dive in and, and see what's going on in the world of talent today. Jody, who do we have on the podcast. Today we have Bob Vito, he's the CEO, and Nicole Ruished. Did mm-hmm. I get that right? Yes. Nicole Ruished, talent director. And so um they so Bob's new to mm-hmm. the Orthoworks group. Nicole's been there forever. And, <laughs> and now that maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but she <laughs> she, she has been providing <laughs> phenomenal uh input and guidance to the Orthoworks crew and she and I have worked together and on some things and had some fun and a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. From orthopedics to, um, yeah. Watching my students clean out some of those rivers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So last year she coordinated with us uh-huh. to get some students on the river and yeah. I'll have, you know, none of the students died. None of them died. <laughs> they all survived zero mortality rate, right? yep. uh-huh. but they all got wet. They all got wet. Um, and some oddly enough did not know how to paddle. Yes. Yeah, we had some. We had some that had a near miss with a, a with a snake, right? yeah. <laughs> some sort right. of foil, foliage on the yeah. side of the river. Yeah. yeah, which I got to see from like I don't know half a mile back. I heard the screams, mm-hmm. and I got to see the. the and they loved energy. it every minute. They screamed and they loved it. Yeah, it was. I yeah. enjoyed it too. Yeah. <laughs> Liar. Anyway, <laughs> let, moving on <laughs> to talk about the real reason that we are here today. Uh, investing in talent. And OrthoWorks plays a big role in, in trying to fulfill uh, a lot of the, the, the talent issues and, and working in this community. Uh, OrthoWorks, so you know it's more tuned to the medical device side of things here in Kosciuszko County. But I want to start, Bob, and we, Jody mentioned you're new. You're the new CEO of the company. So uh, let's talk a little bit, and we're just going to bounce back and forth on this question for both of you. But why? What brings you here, you know, other than OrthoWorks? Just, just talk about you being here in the community. You know, it's it's a it's a great question that I get asked every day. You know, you're back again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've been in and out of this industry, um, you know, multiple times. Been in and out of this community multiple times as well. And uh, you know, for me, it, it it really is a coming home in a lot of ways. Um, coming back to the community that uh, has been so formidable in our family's lives, but uh, also an industry that, you know, it's it's a lot like farming. You know, in in our county, we we certainly have a a big concentration of ag, and uh, you know, I grew up a farm kid, and 
And um, I think orthopedics is, is a lot like that. Once it's in your blood, you just want to keep coming back. And, you know, OrthoWorks was formed, you know, a dozen years ago, and, and I happened to be at the table. And um, I remember when it was formed, I, I had indicated that if I was a little later in my career, I might have interest in this. And I remember the, uh, the gentleman that was helping us, David Johnson, said, well, you, you just never know. Well, I guess you just never know. Uh, but, yeah, coming, coming home is what I would say. Nicole? Give us a quick snapshot of why you're here. Well, I'll have to admit I was a trailing spouse. My husband got a job here uh, as we were living in Denver, Colorado, and I might have been kicking or screaming uh, with a six-week-old baby at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not sure of the career opportunities. uh, I tell this to Bob all the time when I first came in to visit my husband after he started working, and he's in agriculture. I saw the orthopedic capital of the world. I was like, oh, what is this? A retirement community where everybody's had a hip replacement? (laughs) Um, Honestly, kind of felt like there wasn't going to be career opportunity. And then I found a dream job. Mm -hmm. Um, My background is in nonprofit work, is in development. It's in education. And I get to do that every day. And I just wish when I was a teacher in Colorado that our students had the opportunities for careers that our students here have. There's just so many meaningful pathways, whether it's engineering, machining, marketing, law. I mean. The, the opportunities are really in, endless in the orthopedic capital of the world that happens to be surrounded by cornfields. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about OrthoWorks, because uh, there are some in the community that are going to think they know what that is, but you know, to those that don't, what is it? Well, I'll, I'll start, and then I'll let Nicole jump in as well. She again, Nicole's approach in five years. I'm I'm not even a year yet, but um, but I, as I indicated, I would I was here at the onset, so you know, a dozen years or so ago. Um, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Ron Manahan, uh, president of Grace College at the time. And uh, Dr. Manahan happened to be down in Indianapolis and um, heard a speaker by the name of David Johnson talk about this organization called BioCrossroads that was supporting the life science organizations throughout the, the state. And uh, Dr. Manahan came back and said, gosh, you know, why don't we do that similar thing uh, for our orthopedic um, businesses that are represented here in the orthopedic capital of the world. And uh, so lo and behold, you know, he, he went about herding the cats, if you will, and, and uh, OrthoWorks was, was conceived. But the, the conception all along was to, uh, to build something that would support the, uh, the orthopedic companies uh, and what their needs were. And, and I don't think their needs have changed drastically. Um, you know, maybe the need is more compelling these days with, with talent. Everybody needs talent, but, but talent was on the forefront back then, and, and it remains on the, uh, the forefront. And then there were other areas that, um, that we dreamed about. You know, how do we continue to build more orthopedic companies? Uh, we have some incredible success stories in this community, and, you know, the, the goal was to continue to, to create more of those success stories. And so the Lilly Endowment was really our funding source um, a dozen years ago. They continue to be our single major funding source. Um, they, they launched the, the organization with a $7 million check, uh, which, is, which is a pretty nice um, way to, uh, to get things going. Nicole, what do you miss? I think it's spot on. I will say um, with our programs around talent, I mean, a lot of what we do – is that connecting. We are that bridge between the companies, between their employees and community activities. So whether it be our young professionals, our orthopedic young professionals, we do social events, professional development events, showcase um, the lakes and the lifestyle that they um, can engage in, whether they're 
in college and we're trying to recruit them or they've moved here and don't know what to do because a lot of things close at 8 p.m. So they're not sure where to start. We kind of help guide them, create some of those events. Um, certainly with diversity work, uh, being the orthopedic capital of the world, our companies pull in talent from all over. And so helping that talent connect with each other, connect across other communities in the region. Um, we th That talent work on our talent attraction part is very critical. And talent development, and it's really working from the elementary school level, which we have tremendous success with in the past. When OrthoWorks first started, we commissioned a study for Warsaw Community Schools, helped get the Washington STEM Academy going, the STEAM bus, doing Project Lead the Way and Whitco, Tippy, Wawa C. And I would say with the latest round of funding, because we did get another round of funding from Lilly Endowment just about a year ago, we are looking at how can we enhance some of those experiences for STEM and manufacturing at the middle school and high school level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I supported one of those uh, like in the school what did you call it? It was a, it was like a, a discover me, real discover me. me. That's what it was. Yeah. Discover me. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool program. I like that. So, um, investing in talent can mean different things. What is success in investing in talent? I think it, it's simplest in my eyes is that we retain and attract the, uh, the folks that, um, that are coming through our schools. Um, you know, whether that's the K through 12, student that, um, that decides to go into the technical trade and, and stay in our orthopedic companies, whether it's a, a student that goes on to, uh, to higher ed and, and boomerangs back and, and comes back into our uh, industries. Um, maybe it's you know, somebody that and goes and, and starts somewhere else and um, remembers that, hey, there was this, this really special thing that people talked about called orthopedics and, and we bring them back into the community. So the, the talent side, so OrthoWorks has got ortho built into it. Mm -hmm. So investing in talent could be investing in a variety of different industries. OrthoWorks is focused on investing in talent in orthopedics. I, I would say, again, I'm going to let Nicole talk about the uh, the way she thinks about that because she's responsible for talent. I, that's certainly our, our focus, but um, but but I think we, we tend to try and be more broad thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, Nicole, well, I, would you? And before you go there, though, I want to hit on because you mentioned trying to keep the talent here mm -hmm. from our school. How do we measure that? How are you measuring that? How do you know that we're keeping what comes through K through 12? Right. Yeah. Well, and not only that, there's, there's what I see is, and Nicole can appreciate this 100%, there, there is the transition from the different levels of education. And so each one of those transitions offers an opportunity for them to explore different places to go. Mm -hmm. And they do this kind of cost-benefit of an analysis of whether or not they want to stay, let's say, and do the next level of education here, or if they want to go do it someplace else. And so particularly when you're talking about the transition to like higher education, college, right? It's like, okay, well, Fred's doing a great job. Fred and I are longtime friends. Fred Wedentor, if he's the guy who's yes, doing engineering so uh, We were with Fred today. Yep. Yeah, great guy. So he's doing the best that he can to build a really good program, mm -hmm. right? And attracting those talents, the key talents to the area, particularly in orthopedics, because that's... We're talking about transition in the industry itself, right? We're talking about advancements in technologies. We're talking about more of a focus in analytics and data. So when you're talking about transitioning from more of a mechanical focus to a data focus, you're talking about a lot there, right? And how do you accommodate that, that change in potential talent pool? So big question. We we unpacked a lot. Yeah, I didn't there. mean so, to hit you with that. So, I so know. I'm like, question, let me it's, it's like pull question. up some of my reports and research. But let me just take a step back and say, you know, at 
Unfortunately, when it comes to K through 12 and investing in talent, we're not alone with this. Our partners have the same conversation. It's very hard to see that ROI, particularly at a corporate level, because it's years down the line. Mm -hmm. And we're building up some infrastructure to track that. So with Discover Me to Real Me, is that enrollment increasing in the precision machining class or industry 4.0? Are um, students that go to these, you know, um, the different universities we work with, we call it boomerang, right? Some of them, we want them to go away for a little bit, get their degree, get a few years experience, come back. That one we have not figured out how to measure, but we know um, that we're doing the right thing when we hear from our employee employers, our industry partners, you know, that they have employees that have these essential skills around showing up, commitment to work. They're passionate. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. An essential skill of showing up. Has that come? Have we come that far? It sounds like it sounds like when unemployment is as low as it is right now, <laughs> and everybody who up, wants right. to work is working essentially. And and again, I mean, I think it's for every generation, but certainly we're just now seeing Gen Z enter the workforce, and their style is very different from millennials to Gen Xers, right? And when there there's a natural transition from education and what the expectations are there to what they're expecting in the workforce. And part of what we do is try to blend programs that create that connectivity so that they have those skills right. around well, we it. Heard, we heard it today. It's, it's interesting. Again, Nicole and I just came out of an Ortho Academy workshop that um, they're working on. And, and again, don't don't hold us to that name. We may change the name, but but it, it is focused on trying to, uh, to develop a curriculum that's going to continue to expose our K through 12 students um, to, to what the opportunities are. But, you know, there was talk about the fact that a student gets conditioned from a, a, a fog delay or a snow day or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And all of a sudden, a five-day school week um, becomes a four-day school week. And, and so as, as much as we joke about the fact that, you know, has it come to that, I, I think that, again, the conditioning that goes on, we, we've got to go back. And, and as Nicole well says, you know, generation to generation, you know, we, we, we see some changes. Um, well, not know. only that, just to build on what, where you're going with that, the pandemic. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yeah, the tendency for it. remote work and for people mm-hmm. to see that liberating, well, I don't want to say liberating necessarily. It's <laughs> good for some people, maybe not good for others. Yeah. Right. But it is an alternative work path that's now a viable work path for a lot of people that didn't consider it a work path before. I think you're right on. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the thing that we're, we're going to focus probably more intensely on are, are where the higher volume of jobs are. And that, that's in the manufacturing side. Um, and you think about, you know, you don't make anything if you don't show up. Right. And, and so, that's that's some of what we're going to face going forward as well as, you know, it, it's a little of the have and have not feeling, um, you know, those that have to show up every day uh, to produce something versus those that don't and, and seemingly can work from home. You know, it, it, you know, we talk about a divisive, you know, community that, that we feel like we live in around the world these days. Well, some of that is, again, I think your point's right on. I think COVID really exasperated, you know, What's that word again? Um, accelerated, yeah, but but yeah. you know that, that's easier for me to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the situation for sure. Well, the yeah. talent market overall for our region, just because unemployment has been low, as we're getting technical, has been very tough. It, when you have opportunities virtually at every corner, every restaurant, and now you know it's thanks to COVID, about fifteen dollars an hour starting. Um, childcare is lower than that, but and this has been an issue longstanding in childcare. People accept the job, 
They decide they get something better in the meantime, and they ghost them. Yeah, I was just talking to a local medical device subcontract manufacturer about that very problem. And uh, it is, it muddles the decision matrix, right? Mm -hmm. When you're able to get $15 to $18 an hour doing that versus getting a polishing position, right? And it's like, okay, what's, how, do, how does that manifest? How does that change? How, how, how did the value structure shake out? Or do we have to worry, or do we just have to wait for the dollar to kind of like find its home and then all the pay rates, you know? Yeah, I, I think so much of it's a supply and demand situation. Right, you know, it, you right. Know, where there's supply um, and there's no demand, yeah. Well, and there's also th this change. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, well, and I think that, that that's absolutely part of it. The other part, that's where OrthoWorks is really going to be focusing on uh, more is the storytelling of what our companies do. Because the, just this next generation, and even millennials, we are passionate about making good. We want our companies to be doing good. And so, even myself, who still was new to the community and excited about orthopedics. I forget, oh yeah, they're helping people move. It's not just making different components, sitting there polishing. What you're polishing is going to help somebody walk again, right. right? And so being able to communicate that story, you know, and some of our contract manufacturers, what are those surgical instruments used for? I've got one student in our program with Synthes Bridge to Employment. He wants to be a welder. He watched a surgery and I got all excited it was a virtual surgery. We did take him into a real one. But I showed him the tools. I'm like, that's I've seen that exact one at IMD. And you could be doing TIG welding in there to help it. And that excited him. And now he's going to do go job shadow at one of our companies for it. Fantastic. So so um, part of this is very intriguing to me. I've, I've been, um, like I said, I'm, I, I know Fred Wentorf, right? Mm -hmm. And he is very focused on how industry is shifting and changing. So, um, you know, he and I have been, you know, talking about not only things like Helping Hands, which is a, you know, 3D printed prosthetic program for kids locally, uh, and how his students can be involved in that just because it's a good way to take theoretical engineering and turn it into practical engineering, right? And it's a good story for them to say, hey, I know how to do this in a design control process that's similar to orthopedics. But also, he's interested in looking at uh, virtual reality and augmented reality, right? Yes. He's, he's working with companies like Gemviz to try to map out how data analytics, the digital twin future state of business is going to turn into the talents that you have to teach and educate students on. But all of those things, ha they, they need to be like funded. They need to be appreciated by you know industry locally so that he can build those programs, right? And so I... I'm just curious how Orthworks is kind of supporting those kind of initiatives and, and seeing the change of state. Well, actually, Nicole, because um, you're in it every day. Well, it, it, Bob could speak more to the changing, because there's so many, since the time Orthworks created, industry and our partners have shifted a lot around here. Well, and um, you and I have talked about building a virtual reality um, program for kids. Yes, right? to get them, exactly. And so I think... Um, what we really need is to hear more from the partners on those different components and bring them into the classroom to create those sure. same connections, just like what you're doing with Fred. We need to be doing this in all our classes and programs. And we have the goal with our ME program, and you participated in that, manufacturing experiences, to create at least seven touch points through their K-12 through experience. Every student from elementary, middle school, high school is going to be learning about our company, seeing virtual reality, understanding um, med tech and the digital opportunities within sure. it. But yeah. 
I, 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 was, I was a social studies teacher. <laughs> I don't come from the science background, so that's where we need the experts in the field to come up, up alongside us and come up along educators. And a lot of the companies, um, like Zimmer, for example, has started to promote themselves yes. as a med tech company, right? So you go from a company that's traditionally just a metals and plastics company, and now they're saying, hey, we're med tech. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a good indicator to the industry. Yeah. Maybe there's there's an opportunity there for some Well, but at the talent. same time, part of that is due to, I mean, you put tech after anything and it becomes a sexy buzzword now of what the industry <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, well, it used mean, to be we're, I, we're, right? You're, you're, you're doing that I in phone, agriculture. Right? Yeah, where's the biggest area that we ag tech? Look, at the end of the day, that's just trying to drum up support behind it. But well, that's a good to, point. To, to the idea, though, that this, where are we going to go with this, Bob? I mean, you mentioned how we started how it started and where we've come. And we've talked all about where we are today. You know, what, what does this space look like five, seven, ten years out, especially as we come into, and, and, and my friend here in the co- co-host seat, talking about the commoditization of a lot of these medical devices that we are producing here. How does this space look? You know, I, I think, first of all, it's a great question. And, and I wish, you know, I think we all wish we had a crystal ball to figure it out exactly out but but i do think that we have a pretty good idea that the data is 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 what you know helps us be able to make decisions better and so i think we see companies um con- continuing to want to collect data and so you you mentioned it you know we used to be metal and plastic and and now we're, we're trying to think about you know what is it that we can do that uh, that we can be more knowledgeable and and be um more efficient in how it is that we're going to uh, to serve the marketplace um, I mean, the baby boomers are continuing to age, and the baby boomers are going to continue to be a voluminous part of what this industry faces. Um, and and so, what I would say, what I've what I've seen over the last 20, 25 years is is we've matured a lot of the the implant uh, side of things. Not to say that there aren't still innovations to be created, but I think what we're starting to see evolve more and more rapidly is the replication and the, the efficiency um, that needs to be gained in the OR. The other thing that, that has changed dramatically, again, brought on by COVID largely, is, is a lot of these, these procedures that have traditionally been done in the hospitals are now being done in, in what they call ASCs or ambulatory sur- surgery centers. Those surgery centers do not have the footprint to be able to accommodate the, the breadth of offering that historically has gone into the hospitals. So as a result, we've got to get smarter and and faster and and more slimmed down versions of what what it is that we've served the market with right. in the past. Right. So we're we're going to have to preoperatively plan more effectively. We're going to have to deliver to the OR more effectively a slimmed down version of instrumentation. And and again, I I think that we're going to continue to see innovation happen outside of of the core implants that we've traditionally seen. Uh, and more into the actual replication of the procedure and the efficiency. So bring that around here. We're talking about investing in talent. How does that change the talent landscape, both in, well, you talked about supply and demand. Well, yeah. what, what are we looking at in the talent landscape then? Well, I think, I, I think definitely the, the tech side. I mean, I, I think that, you know, we, we hear that term and, and you, you, you hit it. Um, you know, I, I think it's sexier. I, I also think, frankly, in the marketplace or the equity markets, it, it values differently, right? So mm-hmm. if you're Zimmer Biomed or 
you know, J&J DePuisynthes, why wouldn't you want your company to be valued at a higher higher value, right? And so if you can put tech alongside of that and, and get a different valuation, but you're also going to need to attract a, a different skill set. And that's where I think Nicole, you know, talks about, you know, we're, we're working on trying to, to bring industry partners and educators together in a, in a differentiated way than maybe we have in the past and make sure that we do try and anticipate where that puck's going to go and, and make sure that, that we're prepared for that. Well, and strategically speaking, um, from, a, from a county standpoint, so um, Indiana could benefit from investment dollars that would drive startups and innovation, right? We could improve our ranking mm-hmm. you know, countrywide from the last in the country to maybe something closer to the first, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Which just is, it's all upside potential. We just need dollars to do that. Yeah. And when you're talking about things like tech, right? Tech tends to be more, uh, you're, you're able to be more remote mm-hmm. in a lot of those tech roles. So then you're talking about like amenities for living, right? Communities. Mm-hmm. That's where I think Kosciuszko really does have an opportunity to shine, mm-hmm. right? We have some amenities here. If we would just, and we're doing it, yep. right? This is what the podcast is yep. about. Hey, let people 100%. know. Yeah. Make the hidden gems less hidden. Let people know why they want to move here, why they want to work here, and how they can find a community of like-minded tech-oriented people that would make their life worthwhile while they're doing this important work. Yeah, I think it's right on. And I'm, I'm going to let Nicole talk a little bit about, you know, just some of the things that, that we're trying to do to make the, uh, the community more, you know, inclusive, um, you know, more in, inviting, uh, if you will. Um, we, you're exactly right. We, we have a plethora of, of amenities, you know, namely the lakes, right? We all, we all benefit from and the, river. the beauty and the river. of that. Just that yeah. river. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Nicole, I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And I think um, from our, some of our companies like Zimmer Biomet and DePuisynthes have something called employee resource groups. So they have internal programs that support their diverse talent that's coming into there. So our companies have done this somewhat, some better than others, but they've done this internally, particularly the larger ones. Now we need to do that more at the community level. It's not just within the companies. It's across the community to create that connectivity. I think when OrthoWorks was first started, you know, it's kind of the first time some of these companies were all sitting at the same table. Well, now we're getting their employees together to sit at the same table, not to talk shop, but to talk about um, just more social aspects of life and living and con- getting the families together and engaging. Because it before I started working, I mean, it was really hard to find a network of people like myself and my family to connect with. And once I got plugged in and started working within the companies, I mean, there's a lot that goes on here, but we've just got to show it better. We've got to communicate it so that it's easier for talent coming in to access all the great amenities. I joke, I traded in mountains for the lake, right? Um, I, I also didn't know there were so many lakes when I first drove up here. So how are we marketing ourselves? And I mean, that's where OrthoWorks has done quite a bit in the past. And I think there's a lot of partners doing it now. And we're more effective when we collaborate for it together because it's not just an orthopedic issue. It's with agriculture. Mm-hmm. It's with education. And um, it's a, it's across all our industries. So rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah, I think it's right on. You know, we, um, you know, I've, I've been here, like I said, about 25 years. And I remember when I first arrived here, the orthopedic capital, as I knew it, was Warsaw, and um, 
And then over the course of time, I think the orthopedic capital of the world has is, is become more broadly known as maybe Kosciuszko County. Um, I would tell you aspirationally, we, we would like to see it become maybe Northeast Indiana. And, and there are people down in Indianapolis that would like to see it be the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always going to be reminded that the epicenter is here in Warsaw and Kosciuszko County. We're proud of that. Um, and, you know, we've, we have that trademark name for a reason. We're, we're, we're very, very um, proud of the, uh, the orthopedic capital of the world. However, as, as the word world flattens, as, as we have more remote workers, um, we're, we're going to have to be, you know, more adaptive to what it is that the, uh, the businesses need, but most importantly, you know, what the employees are going to want. And as that tech piece advances, I think that that's going to help us continue to attract talent. But we got to tell our story. And that, you know, again, as you say, that's what this podcast is all about is get the story out there, right? Well, and just like that, Bob, Nicole, 30 minutes has run right past. So, we barely got started. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's, we could probably make this a part two and part three episode, mm-hmm. but um, we can't. That's why we have series. So, uh, <laughs> but we can't let you both go until you both tackle the signature question of the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Jody, what is that signature question? <laughs> what does the phrase Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? So I, I'll, I'll lead. Um, it means a lot of things to me, but the, uh, the thing that I, I think of um, without a doubt is the combination of the lakes and, and the ortho companies. Um, as Nicole's indicated, you know, we've got ag, we've, we've, we've got a lot, of, a lot of different, you know, world's largest um, that, that are represented in our county. But, um, but clearly, I, I, clearly Kosciuszko to me is the, uh, the combination of the lakes, the, uh, the ortho companies, and then the people. Uh, I think that there's something special here. It's what keeps drawing me back, I can tell you that. I, I would second that clearly, the lakes. I mean, the, the vision of being out on the boat and all the activities that you can choose um, to do with our, the water features, the rivers too. I won't forget about the rivers. But I think the lakes always come to mind. And to me, it's also clearly the choices, the opportunities that exist here because of all the different industries. I mean, we have so many international companies that provide a lot of opportunities for families. Fantastic. Well, Bob, Nicole, thank you for being here today on this episode of the Curly Kosciuszko podcast. Any any shout outs? I give everybody a chance for a few shout outs at the end. Any shout outs here as we uh, as we wrap this one up? I don't think I have any. I can't think yet. It was a long day. I started with 55 students in the morning. So, you know, I, I think our, my biggest shout out would be um, our community. I, I just uh, really, really thankful for what we, we are surrounded by. Um, you know, thankful for the, the Lilly Endowment to continue to support us the way that they do. So, I want to make sure to give a shout out there. But, you know, and a shout out to, to you guys and Kedco as to, you know, what you're doing to continue to bring visibility to this community. You started the podcast off by saying, hey, maybe not everybody knows about uh, OrthoWorks. And, and I think that that's true. Um, there, there are a lot of people that probably have heard of OrthoWorks, but they, hopefully they'll know a little bit more now after this podcast. But again, thanks, thanks to you all for, for what you're doing, um, the number of guests that you've had through here and continue to expose the, uh, the county the way you do. All right, that, that wraps it up. We thank you both for being here. Again, Jody, as always, good to have you along for the ride here. This is, again, in our Investing in Talent series here on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. I think we have two 
maybe three episodes left in this, and then we'll be moving on to to the next one. But uh, next episode here drops in two weeks, thanks to Dream On Studios, to, of course, Kedco, and come see us at Tippy River Adventures. Until next time, I'm Ryan Martin. He's Jody Claypool. This is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.